What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to the bullpen, everybody. Uh, the bullpen, uh, as everybody knows, hopefully by now, is brought to you by uh, Vogler Seaman Center, Nebraska Bull Service, and Vogler Cattle. Uh, today, we've got a really, really interesting guest that have been one to get in the bullpen quite a while. And actually, uh, if, if some of you are driving down the road listening to this uh, when we start talking, remember, it, we're in the bullpen, but we're talking about a different type of a bull today. So, uh, Carrie, go ahead and introduce yourself and give us a little background. Thanks, Les, and thanks for having me today. This is a pretty exciting opportunity. Um, so yeah, so today I'm going to talk about a different kind of bull, an elephant bull. So I'm an elephant reproductive physiologist, and I work with zoos around the country to help increase reproduction using assisted reproduction and natural. And then I also have a program in Africa that helps us get baseline data to help improve um, management and breeding in zoos. So I have, I've been doing this for about 20 years now, so I did the mm, whole thing awesome. with... Did my master's at UNL, animal sciences, mm -hmm. reproductive physiology. Of course, there's no specialty in elephant reproduction. No, not, no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Not yet. So a lot of my training was cattle, um, pigs. My master's was in swine physiology. Awesome. Yeah. Um, again, always just using that as a model for endangered species. Mm -hmm. um, after I kind of got my hands on that, I was working at the Omaha Zoo, managing their repro department okay. for several cool. years. And realized, wow, this could have some real application for wildlife. Um, kind of, I did my master's at the same time when I realized I wanted to make some bigger decisions um, in, in zoos and be a bigger player like that. And so I needed to go to get my PhD. And so I went out to the Smithsonian in Washington, <laughs> D.C., small town girl from Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, basically I, I like saying, uh, going back to this, Steve, you, you, you took a leap of faith. You jumped into something, didn't you? Karen? Absolutely. Huge leap. And, yeah. you know, you don't just get into the Smithsonian. No. You have to kind of sell your soul. <laughs> yeah. Things I bet. So I can I, only imagine. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go out and volunteer. And to do that, um, so I pretty much had nothing. I packed up my car and my cats. Mm. My parents kind of waved, like, what in the what world the is she doing? doing? <laughs> but she's pretty motivated. Yeah, we can't yeah. stop her. <laughs> yep, exactly. And so went out there, volunteered, got my foot in the door. They liked what my work ethic, which is awesome. Nebraska. Yeah, perfect. And, yeah, got into that program and studied elephant reproduction. Um, was trying to figure out why elephants don't reproduce well in zoos. So that's a pretty open-ended question. Boy, it is. But I like those open-ended questions to yeah. really put some science behind it so so yeah. okay so so the the whole africa so how many times have you been to africa um 20 probably i've been Seriously, going since really? i was 18 since you were 18 yeah and now i go two three times a year uh -huh. and i bring a research group with me i actually have a endocrine a full lab set up over there okay so crate by crate little by little donation by no donation i've been able to set mm -hmm. up a field site over there which is pretty powerful mm -hmm. um I have two little girls that yeah. always come along with me since oh, they've been. Oh, great! So they they, old. they get to take the trip with you. I mean, absolutely. I, I'm naive to all this. So <laughs> when, so when you go there, is there do you have to go? Is there a certain do you have to get 
vax do you have to get shots and stuff to travel over there for yourself for your own safety or how's that work yeah you do but it's not um it's not in a really horrible area that you have right. to get a lot of vaccinations. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much your, your yeah. normal vaccinations that you have to get. Right. Um, you can, depending on the time of year, take malaria pills, yeah. things like that. Um, but we go pretty much in an area that's malaria free. And yeah. sometimes, well, so we, it's kind of a case by case situation, yeah. but I awesome. bring students and guests and, uh-huh. um, so you bring guests. Yep. I bring guests. All right. All Lots right. Sign so, up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. If I don't, don't know. You don't mind getting <laughs> elephant poop? We'll we'll get to that. Oh, part. <laughs> honey, I can. I, yeah, I I pretty much stepped in every kind of crap there is. So we're good. We're good there. I so figured. what uh, are is are you working with the foundation or or how do you how do yep. you generate the money? How do you generate money f- to help you do this yeah. research? Um, so two two ways. So for a while I was working for zoos, um, working under a zoo. But then I quickly realized um, I needed to have a little, little bit less red tape and yeah. and take more leaps that were a little bit more drastic. Right. So instead of working for under one zoo, um, two ways. So I started my own company that kind of gave me the flexibility to help zoos. You are you are very ambitious. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of have to. You know, you when, be, don't you? when yeah. you're given this mission for some right. reason, you feel a responsibility. And you feel passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, and do whatever it exactly. takes. And the other aspect is I've started a nonprofit called Four Elephants. Okay. So I just started that in January because um, what I was seeing from zoos, and not necessarily their fault, they have a lot of species to care for, mm-hmm. but the monetary requirements it was going to take to reverse the extinction of elephants in zoos yeah. is, is quite high. And so instead of them saying, no, we can't because of money, I go to them and say, if we have expertise, the, the yep. people, right. and the money, there mm-hmm. should be no reason to say no. Right. Right? Exactly. So I'm coming from that direction because yeah. I want to help zoos that aren't necessarily in a position mm-hmm. to fund it. Um, so I do a lot of fundraising, and I'm right. just trying to, to, to help elephants and help people care right. for elephants. And hopefully this is a, a model for other species. You right. know, zoos yeah. have existed for yeah. a long, long time. Um, haven't been really be able to do this in the normal way. And, yeah, so I'm kind of exactly. taking a leap and doing exactly. it another way and exactly. seeing what You're we can do. Yeah, seeing what yeah. happens. So what are some of the, I mean, I know you said you worked with the zoo here in Omaha, the Henry Dory Zoo, one of the, I think it's one of the greatest zoos in the United States. What other zoos are you working with? Well, there are 62 zoos that have African elephants, and I've worked with, in some form or fashion, with all of them. Um, But I have a handful of primary zoos that I work with, and a lot of it is location, you know. Um, So Sedgwick County Zoo in Wichita, Kansas, fantastic elephant Mm -hmm. program. Um, Kansas City Zoo, really, really at the forefront. They're sponsoring a lot of this, which is just fantastic. They kind of see the the good for the greater community and taking Mm -hmm. a leap with me, you know, and trusting I can, can lead this. And right. with them, um, so Kansas City Zoo, Indianapolis Zoo, Toledo Zoo, um, I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of has a different role because yep. in elephants, they usually, you know, they don't house huge family groups. No. And so, you know, when we get to the reproductive part, some zoos don't even have a bull. Well, yeah. Repro 101. Kind, of kind of hard to do it without, <laughs> yeah. We get, somehow there needs to be a bull or a female or something involved if you want to reproduce. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. it's amazing how God made that work. Isn't so, it? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes the the easiest things are the most difficult. That's though. exactly right. 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 So, so, yeah. So, so we turn to, you know, ideally you can transfer bulls, move a bull from one zoo to another, but you can mm. imagine the expense and yeah. even just the... Um, Cities have a real connection to their elephants. 
Once they um, get them, so, they don't want to lose yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a difficult decision sometimes when yeah. making that, of having that bull mm-hmm. leave or stay or, or whatnot. What do, what do they transport a bull in? I mean, I know what we do horses. I mean, a bull elephant. Yeah. I know what we do bovines and equines, but what do they use to transport an elephant? Yep. From so months? it's similar to a semi, um, okay. but they have to modify it to be much taller and right. wider to, uh-huh. to, depending on the bull. Exactly. Um, so they're specially made and uh-huh. zoos kind of share them, the transport, oh, okay. Okay. Um, because they're so expensive and they have to right. be elephant proof. And they're probably... And clearly it doesn't say elephant on the side because no, then people, yeah, would, people be, would be... Yeah, people be freaking out going down there and say, hey, there, <laughs> yeah. there, there's Dumbo going down the road. Yeah. But it's a so. process because you can't just load an elephant, right? The That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, how do you, how do you, how do you get him yeah. on the truck? So the elephant has to be acclimated to the crate for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So they actually put the crate into the exhibit for a long time, mm-hmm. so the elephant will willfully, right. on its own, enter it. Go right. Into it, yeah. So that's a big part of it because you so can't com- push. They, they, a get, they get com- they get comfortable in their environment. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then they go in on their own. Oh. Um, but we're able to now. So through my work with the hormone aspect, we're able to look at a bunch of different hormones before they transfer. So cortisol, testosterone, and then after. After they transfer. Mm-hmm. So we can really look to see what is happening. Just if the stress during the stress the, factor has changed anything. Exactly. Yeah. And stress is normal. It's actually oh, a good thing, absolutely. but you yeah. just want to get it back down again. Yeah, exactly. And Be- so we're able to kind of collect that data together, right. which has been really helpful because mm-hmm. that's a lot of it. Like, oh no, they're going to be stressed out. Yeah. We find it, their stress goes up some, but it goes back down really quickly. Really quick because they're because they're acclimated to their to their surroundings. Yeah. Their climate. yeah and even wonderful. better what we see, usually they're transferred for breeding. Yeah. So they're going to an area where you have breeding females, right? So you're right? taken to a bull so to where t- there's females. So yeah. He's, <laughs> so you know what goes up. He may up, not know until he gets there, but yeah, when he's, when he's yeah, there we go. Yep. 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 <laughs> and that bull can be flatlined testosterone forever. But the minute he gets to a zoo with females, it goes up. Yep, it goes uh, I up. I can't imagine. Can't imagine. So, yeah. But it's cool to finally see, you know, because we assume that, but it's really nice to have right. the data to support yeah. these moves are a good thing. Yeah. And then for the females, sometimes they'll be non cycling, but a t- uh, the minute a bull arrives, we'll start up. to cycle. You know, and that, that's cool. interesting you say that because we do the same thing in the cattle industry. Say a group of heifers, if you want them to start cycling quicker, you have a pen of bulls next to them. Right. Now, you don't want your bulls getting in with them, but you have a strong pen, a right. strong, but but the females will, if they're around the male bulls, they will start to cycle. So there's mm. so many similarities I'm, I'm finding in this. So many similarities. And I use the cattle model yeah. and equine so many times for, for elephant. Even some of the assays I use, of yeah. course, they don't make elephant-specific hormone assays. Right. So I look at cattle and equine yeah. to see if they mm-hmm. cross-react. So there's a ton of similarities. Mm-hmm. Even when, you know, we're talking about natural breeding, but right. when we go to now the assisted reproduction mm-hmm. and collecting semen on a bull elephant, which mm-hmm. is a whole nother story. Yeah, in yeah that's why I, 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 oh, I can't wait till we get into that. <laughs> but so. that's why, you know, when I first contacted you, it was because I wanted to know what semen extender you were right. using, yep. right? Exactly. And that yep. kind of made our relationship grow and what yep. we were doing and start the communication because, yep. again, that stuff doesn't exist for elephants. No, it's no. <laughs> but it's working really great yeah. for elephants. And, and, that's, and, that's, and, and that's the one thing. I mean, we, in our business, yeah, we've collected, uh, you know, obviously bovine is our main sp- species, but I've, I have collected uh, rabbits, dogs, mm-hmm. goats, stallions. Uh, 
Kate Buffalo, but, Gorilla, yeah, Tiger. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I haven't done any of those. That, that's your department. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I have done Buffalo and uh, yeah, I'm few and far between. Them things are they're too fast for me. I'm too old. So, but I mean, the whole. Let's jump into the whole collection part of it again. How? Yeah. How? I mean, and I'll be honest. I YouTube this a little bit. Uh, it may tell me if I'm wrong, but. I saw this on a YouTube, maybe in the San Diego Zoo, they converted a Volkswagen bug, and somebody actually mm. sat inside the the, the bug, uh, and they there are certain ways you can make an animal mount, and they got yep. the elephant to mount the Volkswagen bug and collect them. Have you ever been well, inside yeah. that Volkswagen? So that... <laughs> That's a great question because a lot of times when we do, so typically we do manual rectal right. massage, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but realizing that our, you know, 150 pound bodies aren't doing what a 10,000 pound bull will do for right. itself for the thrusting. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is always of phantoms and things like that. Yeah. So San Diego, I don't know if it was a Volkswagen, but they built something. <laughs> whatever <laughs> that whatever like it was, it. I, hope, I, I, I hope the engineer <laughs> didn't make it on a Friday because. I, I would be, I would tend to be a little nervous sitting inside there because actually in yeah. the bovine industry we do have mechanical things with with a cowhide over it where the person sits inside and and yep. you actually kind of drive it around yep. and the bull will follow and the bull will mount. Well, you're right, they're eye level and then you're collecting them. It's uh, yep. well, that's the uh, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the same design, and so that's exactly how that would happen, yeah. right? And the right. bull would mount it, and somebody's in there. Somebody and in there, the and you, you goes yeah, there, yeah, and then and, you and, have and, to. And what? I mean, we're on a podcast, so we can say it. Uh, we oh, we use, yeah, we use. Uh, no, we can say that. Okay, but, reproductive but, physiologist. Yeah, I have we no. can. Uh, <laughs> and what we use, and and I know we're on a podcast, so people can't see it while we're talking. But if you check our webpage, Vogler Semen, we're going to have some pictures of some different tools of the trade. Uh, and we'll call it what it is. They're artificial vaginas. Yes. It's what we, I mean, it's what we do. Yeah. So, uh, the thing what, is, though, I want to make one for elephants because the hard part is when elephants, of course, it has to, well, Les has some equipment out on the table here and we wish yeah. I could show you. The, I'm not the sure. I'm not sure one, any of it's big enough for an elephant. <laughs> it's not. And that's the can, hard part well, is to I modify could, it. I could, I, we can, we can talk afterwards. I'm pretty sure I can make one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think so. Just give me the dimensions. But that, so. the cool thing about the, yeah, I will. <laughs> the cool thing about the San Diego model, though, was that that really worked for that bull. Yeah. And so I was like, cool. And they were so great. I right. called them. I said, I want this because some bulls you can't collect as well. Well, man, right. Anyway. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, we'll pay for the shipping. I didn't realize it was the size of a Vol- of a Volkswagen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden that became not as practical as I right. wanted it to yeah. be. Um, so now we're kind of back to the the rectal massage yeah. mm-hmm. aspect, but we do need a mount. I think we'll we'll get better. Right. Yeah. You'll get you'll you'll probably you know from my experience you probably would get a better one. But uh, when you go back to the massage, I mean, how how long a process does that take? You know, it can vary between five minutes. To an hour, really. Um, and so, and you're doing that manually. You're just yeah. Massaging so we have with a couple people routining through. through the rectum. And yep, stuff. yep, through the rectum, yep. and you're trying to stimulate the accessory mm-hmm. glands and everything. Yep, exactly. And, and you know when it's actually we've had the most success when there's multiple people because I think they're stimulating different aspects of the reproductive tract. Yeah, but well, track. I can only imagine uh, because when we do it with bulls, it can your arm can get a little tired and stuff. And yeah, I am, would imagine in a bull your arm had to be a little longer than yeah, or an elephant, I guess. I should yeah, say well, and you bull. have to stand on. A stool and all these aspects. Yeah. And so how did how did how how is the bull secured? 
So he's in a, it's kind of a squeeze shoot. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's a modified, of course, for elephants. Right. But the elephant is always just, everything in elephant management is voluntary, right? Yep. Like if they don't want to go in, they don't they go don't, in. You don't do Right? It. If it's not no. their day, it's not their day. They, yep. But okay. we found that if they have a female in estrus or going into estrus, he's pretty it helps. willingly yes. will go into that shoot just yep. fine. And, you know, we haven't seen any, if there's any bad behavior of not willingly providing, we don't make them do that. Right. But yeah, exactly. they go into a shoot. And it's mostly for the safety of the people around Well, it's got to be, because, yeah, anybody... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's somebody in the back end. Because what's that? What's that? What's that elephant weigh? What's that bull elephant 10, weigh? Ten thousand pounds. Ten thousand pounds. Yep. And you're you're 120 soaking wet, probably right? Uh huh. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> plus or minus. Yep. Thanks, Les. <laughs> <laughs> so so are you the one? Are you the one? So we take turns, but usually I'm the one. So there's two people doing the rectal massage, taking turns. There's somebody on the penis part of it holding the collection sleeve. Right. Yeah. Um, and elephants, we get so we get a small amount of sample and we change the sleeve really often because okay. we don't want uh, urine contamination. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So we ha- it's about a five person process. Really. And so so we're quickly sh- changing out the the collection sleeve mm-hmm. and they I'm over usually around giving directions and ideas of what's working, not yeah. working. And then I'm running to the lab back and forth, checking the samples. As you're doing it, really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and we do that just because we see a decrease. And so motility is how this, the sperm moves, exactly, right? Exactly, right. And that's yep. huge. And we found that elephants, we have to extend it within like 15 minutes. Otherwise, otherwise you're just crash. Really? See, yeah. now, see, now that's different in the bovine weekend. Well, I just, I just did some bulls this morning. And actually, they're going to take a four-hour trip up to a place in Iowa where we're going to reverse sort the semen, s- separate the male from the female yep. sperm cells. Mm. So that's totally different. And I can go out on the road and collect a bull and maybe not uh, process that semen for 24 to 36 hours. So that's that's oh, a wow. big difference in your yes from your thing. If we would do so that, it would be completely dead. Be completely within, dead. Yeah, see, within a couple hours. Yeah. Now see yeah. that now now stallions. When I do stallions. I've got about, but I extend it down. But stallions um, are a little different too. I got three or four hours maybe to get that stuff in mm. the freezing process. And what so. kind of volume are you looking at on a stallion? Yeah, uh, on the average between thirty to fifty mils on a stallion. Yeah, on a bull, an average of maybe five mils. Now, where we yep. get a huge difference on a stallion, the average sperm count is going to be between one hundred and fifty to two hundred million sperm cells yeah. per mil on a bull. We like to see a billion mm-hmm. per milliliter or higher. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. And that's interesting. Yeah. So for an elephant, as you would imagine, the volume is much larger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it will vary from 30 mils on the low end to yep. 300 mils. To 300 mils. Which yeah. Is, which and is, that's what I contacted you. What's the sperm count you. then? About a million. About a mil. million. Mm-hmm. So, so it's oh, right good between. Lord. Yeah. Good lord. So three hundred million. Out of, that's a, okay. Now. Yeah. Okay. Now we're now we're now we're getting down. So how when you when you when you when you're breeding? Excuse me, I'm ignorant of this. What what's what's female elephant called? What what's a cow? A, a, Isn't oh, that convenient? Duh. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Put my dunce hat on here. Okay. So when you're breeding when you're breeding the the cow elephant. Yep. How many sperm cells is optimal for you to try to get her pregnant? And that's a great question that I'm trying to figure out. Trying to figure right? that out. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had as many successes to put all that data together to figure gotcha. out what's optimal. But what I'm finding is because we can inseminate really close to the cervix, so we don't need that volume, that huge volume. Yeah, so you're not actually so we, you're we, not going through the cervix like we do in a cow. We try. 
but to find it's a tiny so, cervix through it with an endoscope and an elephant is so really, that, really it's difficult. So it's that small. It is really, yeah, and, and that's a part too. That now, when you trying. say small, I mean because I, I mean, picture this: a cow. When when I'm breeding a cow, say it's a heifer, her cervix may be the size of my finger, about that big around, okay, right. and probably about four inches long. Right. So now, now that's in a heifer. Now, as the cow gets older. Obviously, that cervix gets large around it. You could find some maybe two or three inches in diameter. So mm -hmm. it amazes me that a cow elephant would be small. Like yeah, that. it's well, it's not that it's so small. So it's about 15 centimeters, right? Okay. Which is yeah. fairly large. But, but compared but, to the animal. But the hard part is it's her, way down her, in her there, track, probably. it's about four meters long. Oh, my goodness. So the part, the hard part is yeah. having the equipment to reach To reach in the there, yeah, because you're not diving in head first. You are definitely not. No. So, yeah. So that's the hard part now is to, now that we've, you know, within the last year have perfected the semen aspect, which mm -hmm. was, you know, an yep. important part of this. And now it's the, the location of the insemination and it not taking three or four hours because, mm -hmm. you know, elephants are amazing. We'll stand there three or four hours for us to... You know, with this endoscope, fish around there, try to so find. So with the that, cervix. you can actually it has a video on, and you yeah, can see, because yeah. I was going to say there's there's one that has come out now in the cattle industry that that is like that. So, but you already have that. Yeah, so. and the problem though is you can imagine the weight of just uh, the insides in her reproductive tract right. kind of squeezing down on yep. that endoscope. Yeah. So we're it's hard to advance it. So we're having right. a problem. We all almost need a more rigid. Endoscope technology okay. now has made really flexible one. Which yeah. You think, oh, this is awesome, but it doesn't right. work in an elephant because it just folds on itself. Uh -huh. yeah. So our problem now is having the right equipment that's. So you need for you need to deposit more more sperm cells because you're going yeah. on not through the cervix on the other side yeah. of the cervix. And, and sometimes then, and we can get through the cervix, sometimes but sometimes you can't. You just can't but find I would that cervical okay. loss. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, so we we inseminate, and a lot of times it just varies on. You know, part of what I'm doing uh, is making a national elephant semen bank, similar yeah. to what you have, but right. for elephants. Yeah. So until recently, we only had one male banked that I had done 20 years ago, uh -huh. right? So you. So wow. which is crazy, yeah. and so getting to this point of you know we need to reverse this population population growth rate. We yeah. need more births. Some of it is going to have to be artificial, just because we can't move bulls. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to me, you know, having semen on hand is huge. A female cow will only cycle three times a year. And so okay. you're really limited on timing right. as well. The second part is having a semen sample. Yeah. And because you got to be ready, you got to be yeah. ready. Yeah. And so right now we don't really have the luxury of picking this male, this male, this male. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like on that day who's yeah. willing to collect. Right. And the frozen stuff that I've been uh -huh. able to freeze. In the so last have, year. have you got a pregnancy with the frozen semen yet? Not yet, Not yet. but we will. Last you will. Give yeah, me a yeah, year. We, yeah, we'll work <laughs> on it. So awesome. Um, that, that, that is really cool. Uh, so. You've been doing so. The only sample you have frozen is from twenty years ago. Yeah, which is pretty. Um, so it kind of happened interestingly that um, with all of the new interest and the acceptance of assisted reproduction for yeah. elephants um, and the lack of semen, I was talking to a group wanting to do an AI. But the two bulls that were pegged to collect that day, so different bulls around the country will be collected that day, mm -hmm. and they FedEx the semen to that zoo for an AI later mm -hmm. that night. They're right? adding extender to it, and basically, basically now they do. like what a lot of yeah, now they do. <laughs> basically, what a lot of people in the stallion industry or the horse industry ship, they're, they're shipping the cooled semen. Yep. 
Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but you don't know exactly how that's going to arrive. Right? No, you have no idea. So, so many times the team's on board, everybody's there ready for that semen to arrive, and either it arrives all dead or that bull was yes. successful, right? Yeah. And so I said, wait, I know there's some frozen semen because I go. froze that 20 yeah, years ago. Exactly. But the disappointing part in that was, you know, I did semen freezing studies a long time ago. And then I kind of thought, you know, I I was going to work on the female um, reproductive part because most of them are non-cycling. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time on that. And then when it was time to do um, artificial insemination, I thought, well, somebody had ought to been continuing that research I yeah, had done you would 20 think, years but, ago. But nobody was. Nobody was. So. And so it was a kind of an eye-opener to, you know, you really have yeah. to keep things you would, moving you would, on you a would, lot of different you would, aspects. I would, I would have anticipated there would have been a lot more researchers or something going on in some of these zoos and yeah. stuff. It's amazing. It is amazing. So. But, you know, I have to say now that um, now they are, and yeah. I'm really – I'm. Pretty transparent with them. You're kind of at the forefront of it. Yeah, I'm pushing. And zoos really want it. Is the thing too, you know. So we'll get there as long as they're all working together. Exactly. And we've had. I mean, we've (laughs) our our relationship has really grown. I mean, coming in there. I mean, my daughter Mel just loves it when you come in because it's so interesting. But tell us about then the experience you had when you when you did get one and and you tried and you were filling the straws. How long? Oh, you just want to laugh, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. It's Friday. So keep in mind, less is used to you know freezing like five to eight mils of semen at a time right (laughs) so when i collected one of the bulls and we got 300 mils of course very excited it's the (laughs) first time we got a collection from him and and you know we we fill these tiny half mil straws yeah half cc straws yeah Yeah. so that's 600 little straws that i you also have to hand label each one right well you well well, that's what i have to do you do unless you know somebody (laughs) well you may know somebody now yeah that has a label yeah Yeah, that's really helpful (laughs) so i showed up but well i asked les oh my gosh what do i do with this this took me 19 hours (laughs) and what did did mel do i think think mel about fell off her chair laughing at you (laughs) she did laugh at me yeah and then she gave me a tour of your facility and showed me your fancy equipment yeah. and the huge tanks. And she's like, we can do this in no time yeah, at all, like yeah. less than an hour. Yeah. And I about fell over. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> also like, this is like Christmas here, yeah, you know? And exactly. I'm like the walk-in coolers and the self-labeling machine. And we don't, how did, how did you fill the straws? So I just um, adhere them to the end of a pipette, uh-huh. each one. So each one. Each one. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Can, so you can just imagine that process. Yeah. Oh, my Labeling goodness. Labeling each one with a Sharpie, filling each one, and then sealing each one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was doing half with the um, the powder sealing yeah. stuff and then half with a... A hot sealer, uh-huh. right? Yep. Which also was And you have great. to be careful, yeah, because that hot sealer will change. The yes. sperm cells are very temperature sensitive. So Yes, which that didn't creates, work. Yes. Yeah, that didn't work, did so it? So I'm not using that no, anymore. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they got a real kick out of that when yeah, I came. Yeah, I did. We did. We, did. <laughs> we, we like you so much, but it's fun. It's fun to joke. So, but it yeah. is fun to joke, and it's fun to compare, but yeah. Right, because the there's, time, a lot, there's a lot of similarities, because we probably could have filled those straws for you in maybe two minutes. Oh, yeah, thanks. 19 yeah. hours. You're not sure. Yeah. Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time. So now, when you find you know three hundred right. mil specimens outside exactly. of your yeah. door, oh, yeah. you when, know. <laughs> when we come to work, uh, what's in that cooler? Oh, that'd be bull semen yeah. <laughs> or elephant, whatever. Yeah. But you know so. how cool that is, and how that will advance oh, yeah. this technology in elephants. I mean, that is a huge um, demand of it, right? Just mm-hmm. the volume. But I also think we need quite a 
large volume for insemination. Right. Exactly. So what you're able to provide changes yeah. that this is yeah. actually well, a real tool. Hope, so it's hopefully we cool. hopefully we can, you know, work something out to work together to help you cuz I I really admire what you're doing and because you've 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 taken a huge leap and you're kind of it seems to me like you kind of started this on your own moving forward. Uh Hopefully, how's the foundation coming along? Are you, are you gaining steam with that? Gaining steam. You know how it is when you take a leap and you think everything's just going to fall into place because your intentions are good? <laughs> right. Well, that's not how it, it always works. It takes a little bit of work, doesn't it? It takes a lot of work. Perseverance. Um, perseverance. A lot of grit, right? Yeah. Which yeah. which made me realize I quickly had to start my personal business doing right. the same thing, yeah. research and conservation. Yeah. Um so I can fund the nonprofit, right? right? So you, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but it really has been a learning process of taking a step back and making sure the foundation's proper and getting the right, you know, legal aspects of mm-hmm. it. Um, everybody likes a fancy website. Make right. sure that's going. Mm-hmm. So t- it's kind of like leap forward, couple steps back. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're in a place to really expand mm-hmm. um, and getting zoos on board too. Awesome. You know, awesome. because sometimes the subject can be sensitive. Um, for zoos, but I'm trying to get them to be more transparent about right. it because exactly. it shouldn't. Our mm-hmm. intentions are good. You're mm-hmm. there for the elephants. You're yeah. there for the the population, the species well, as a whole. And this day so, and age, I would think the general public, especially some of them, think, okay, you're, that's great. You're trying to bring something, you know. Yeah, well, and the, keep and that's, something going that, that's around. Yeah, so. and that's you know how I really feel about that is because you know in zoos, um, at this current rate, you know there's. Five deaths for three births. We'll do the math there. Yeah, it's not going to last yeah, long, Yeah, and they predict doing all the population modeling within 50, 50 years, you know, elephant. there will be very limited wow. elephants in zoos. Okay. So we're kind of at this, this moment where we have to make some leaps. We have okay. to do things we haven't done before. We have to be uncomfortable yeah. in some of our decisions. Exactly. You know, and I love doing the research, the basic science, and I continue to build on that. But we also kind of have to take a risk yeah. of thinking we know enough, right, on right. some of these things. Exactly. And why we're still building the, mm-hmm. the research. Yeah. Because even in Africa, a lot of those elephants are in reserves of some sort yeah. so they are managed populations yeah. and so if we can figure out the breeding and population for zoo elephants we can apply those stuff those Wonderful. techniques Wonderful. so so we'll get there it's, it's yeah. fairly painful exactly. but, yeah. but important yeah do you have i mean uh what's what's what where can people find you if they want to go and do you have do you have, do you have a website up yep. an so our website is four elephants.org but okay. it's the number four so it's just four elephants.org oh, the number four okay yep awesome. um so please check us out my yeah. contact information is on there we're continuing to build that site um and just build a community around that we want zoos to feel um, they can work with us. We're mm-hmm. not trying, to, we're only there to help, right? Yeah. That's the whole idea. Right. Like, let us help you the best we can. Mm-hmm. We don't have all the answers, but here's how we'll so, try to figure it out. <laughs> that's, that's great. So so if anybody listens to this podcast, if they want to help your foundation send money, can they, how, can yes, they, can please, they do that? Please, that would be <laughs> awesome. Because, you know, in addition to the breeding and the, the semen collections and the semen processing, it's definitely not down, Pat, right? right? Like, right. we are just optimizing the mm-hmm. process. That yeah. costs money. Mm-hmm. You know, for everything we do right, two things went wrong. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> at this step. So making donations specific if you want to specify for a semen collection or processing mm-hmm. or the hormone aspects. There's just so much to oh, do. Wonderful. So that'd okay. be great. We'd really appreciate yeah. anything. Okay. And, well, yeah. great. Hey, Carrie, anyway. thank, thanks so much for coming in today. Uh, this has been 
really enlightening to me uh, because I love talking about this this type of thing with different animals and stuff. So, once again, everybody, thanks for uh, turning into the to the bullpen today. And again, I want to really thank Parkville Media for giving us the time to be in their studio. Uh, My wife Susan is helping with some fundraising. Uh, Honey, why don't you go ahead and tell them about the two events you have up coming up for fundraising here? So we have a couple events coming up for, it's actually called Four Ele- Elephants, and uh, with Dr. Carrie Moorfeld. Um, the first one's going to be uh, We Care Wednesdays at Paisan's Pizza at 156th and Center. Uh, Matt is very generous about donating 10% of his sales. Um, that's sales for the whole day. So anybody that uh, hasn't tried Paisan's and those of us that love it, grab a pizza. Exactly. And and one thing, that is the night before Thanksgiving. Yep. So everybody eats pizza the day before Thanksgiving. So everybody get out there, go to Verzes, make him work because he needs to. So, uh, and support the cause. So go ahead, so I think hon. That's November 27th. November 27th. And then the other one is going to be at Turtle Doves in Gretna on December 5th. Um, Carrie's going to tell about her most recent travel over to Africa and the work that she does over there. So we don't have a time set for that exactly. I think it's going to start at 6. But um, hopefully we can give you a little bit more detail as that gets closer. Yep. So anybody anybody want to come on out to Paisons uh, the night before Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving, buy some pizza for your family, buy some pizza for your office, uh, take it around, spread it around. Uh, and then December 5th, uh, keep checking back. Uh, on Facebook, on uh, Wandering Wine. Oh, I should include that. There's going to be wine. There you go. On December so, 5th, wine. Yep. Wine. So, all right. Thanks again, everybody. Bye. A Parkville Media Production.